Welcome to CYA with Rhonda. CYA means cover your assets, and Rhonda will help explain in today's show what that really means. The insurance industry has a lot of information as to what is covered and what's not. How do you put the pieces back together after a devastating loss? How do you know what the right coverage is? And if you're interested in the insurance field as a career, how do you get started? It's a lot to cover. So let's get started now. Here's your host, Rhonda Lukey. Hello, and welcome to CYA with Rhonda. I'm Rhonda, and I'm here to help you cover your assets. Let's talk insurance. I'd like to thank everyone for joining in today, and I'd like to start off today's episode telling you a little bit about myself, what the show's about, and what you can expect. First of all, a little bit about me. I have been in the insurance industry for 17 years on the carrier side. I recently went independent. We'll go more into that in a little bit over this summer. Um, prior to that, I had worked for the dark side, as I like to call it, working as a paralegal for a plaintiff's attorney. Now, while in my insurance industry career, I have worked both property and casualty claims. I've handled both standard lines and what we commonly refer to as ENS or excess and surplus lines. And I've worked everything from smaller auto claims up to multi-million dollar losses. I've been involved in catastrophe duty, which listening to my show, you're going to hear me talk a lot about cat duty. Common to popular popular belief is that cat duty is when you go to your friend's house and babysit their cats because they're out of town. No, that's not what we're doing here. Cat duty is short for catastrophe duty, and I'm sure everyone's aware that we've had a couple catastrophes here, especially in 2017 with good old Harvey and Irma. Not only did I work cat duty, I also specialize in special investigations, which AKA is also known as SIU and fraud investigation. So, that's a little bit about me. One more thing I'd like to give you a heads up on, I am sarcastic. Hence part of the title of the show, the Let's Talk Insurance, because let's face it people, an hour-long show about insurance, I'm pretty sure the only people who are going to start to turn in are my insomniacs. However, please get the word out. Why? This show is to help you. I would like to educate the general public in what they need to know to help them protect themselves prior to a claim, what to do when they have a claim, and what to expect going through the claim process. Not only that, but another part of my show, and the reason why I'm doing this, is to help bring people into the insurance industry. Our industry is depleting. I remember when I started out, um, I was the young kid in the office, um, surrounded by what I like to call, at my age now, experienced people, not the old farts. We're the experienced people. But as time has grown on and I've become one of these experienced people, I'm just telling you, the office is not filling up the way it used to be. Our industry is depleting in resources, especially when we have a wonderful year like 2017. And you're going to hear me refer to this year as the year of Hurricane Hal. Why? Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. Anyway, with that being said, I would like to encourage listeners to consider this as a career. I'm not going to tell you it's an easy career. I'm going to tell you it's a difficult career. But it does 
have a lot of pluses. Um, your own time management, controlling where you're going to be, when you're going to be. Sometimes you're not. It's very flexible, and it can be a very, very profitable career. Now, having said that, it gives you a little bit about me, what we're going to do moving through the show. And then along the way, I'd like to help give you helpful facts, helpful tips to help protect yourself and your assets. Um, Got to be honest with you, I, I like to touch base back one more time about growing this industry. One of my guests that we're going to speak with today, Donna Carpenter, she'll be on here shortly. Um, she's going to help fill you in on this and what this career is really like. In this industry, there's two types of adjusters. We have staff adjusters and we have independent adjusters. There's also other adjusters that we'll talk about a little bit later. But to start with, we have staff adjusters, which is what I've been for 17 years prior to going to independent. The same as Donna. We both recently went independent and delve into the lovely hurricane mess down in Florida. Good old Hurricane Irma. Um, We're going to help today talk about a little bit about the hurricane claims that have been coming in. What you need to know about them what you should know before signing certain items, and what you can expect in a claim process. Now, going back to the rest of the series, what we're going to talk about in this series, aside from giving the um, public some entertainment, and again, I hope this provides entertainment for you, um, we're going to be talking about claims that I have been on, I'm going to bring in a lot of my colleagues and friends that have also been in the business doing their thing on claims, and I promise you it will provide entertainment for you and give you a heads up on some things. There's um, a few different episodes that we will be doing. These episodes are designed to um, help you protect yourself, protect your assets, One of my favorite episodes is only because after doing this for 17 years, I promise you there is not a claim. Every week I think, "Hmm, I cannot believe I have this claim. Did they not know that this wouldn't be covered? Did they not see that this could potentially happen? And it amazes me that every time I am saying that. So, one of my favorite shows is going to be, really, really, that's not covered? Okay, get your policy out, people. And yes, I'm going to give you a heads up when this show is coming. Why? I actually do want you to get your policy out. More specifically, your deck page is what we call it, short for declarations page. I'm going to help walk you through some points on your page to look for so that you have a feel for what your policy is intended to cover and what it may not cover. We're going to go into certain items like specialties of um, guns, money, mold, foundation issues, and everybody knows you have water in a basement. Another episode that we're going to be bringing out will be called The Dark Side. Um, I believe I told you before that, uh, or it's at least in my bio, that prior to coming to the insurance side of things, I worked for a plaintiff's attorney. Now, I've just got to throw this out there because we've all seen the commercials, haven't we? You know, have you been injured? Call us. Five five five. Okay, I have to tell you, I recently came back from cat duty down in Florida for Hurricane Irma. 
Now, I've seen these commercials, or I should say heard these commercials and seen them on TV. Florida, you're unique. I love you because right now I'm sitting here in Ohio at, I think we're at a balming, uh, I don't know, 20 degrees right now or 24 degrees. So I do love you, Florida. But I have to say it was very entertaining that no matter where I drove, I could not go more than 100 feet without seeing a billboard and a plaintiff's attorney on the billboard. Have you been injured? Call us. We can help. They also now have come out with, do you have a hurricane damage? Call us. We can help. So um, I found out Florida is more than a litigious state, uh, which is entertaining in itself. But um, I am going to have an episode where I am going to bring on a plaintiff's attorney in Florida, along with a public adjuster in Florida. Remember, I told you earlier, there's different adjusters out there. I'm an independent adjuster. There's staff adjusters. There's public adjusters. There's desk adjusters. And there's field adjusters. For a moment, let me talk about the public adjuster that we're going to be bringing on the show. Public adjusters represent the insured. Now, being from the carrier side and working the carrier side, they're ideally the adversary. However, I have got to tell you, in working with a lot of these public adjusters that we commonly refer to as PAs, as well as the plaintiff's attorneys, there is a need for them. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm on the insurance side. Am I going to mock them and have fun with that? Well, yeah. Otherwise, why bother? But yes, there is a need for them. Uh, They truly help us because I'm not going to say everybody's perfect. Not every claim is perfect. It is just a fact. You need checks and balances. Even though nothing is malicious, contrary to popular belief, there are things that happen where you have to take a step back and say, do we have the right list of damages? Do we have the right coverage involved? And having both sides to that is good. Another episode that we're going to bring in, which again is part of my reason in doing the show, we do have a depleting industry. Um, it's a great, great career to get into. But I'd like to bring on a few of my favorites, my colleagues and friends, who are going to help me out. I have independent adjusters. I have staff adjusters. I do have a public adjuster that I actually like that I want to bring him on. And we would like to uh, have a show where it's a day in the life of an adjuster so that you get a real feel for what it's like to be in this industry. Not only that, but the industry also spreads out to a few other things. We have um, ONCs, origin and cause experts. We have fraud investigators. We have underwriters. We have sales. Okay, let's be honest. Sales is boring. But, but I promise we will help make it entertaining. <laughs> and truly, it is a profitable business. And if you enjoy what you do, it's worth it. So I'm going to try and bring on some different colleagues so they can give you a feel and hopefully um, let you spread your wings into the insurance industry. Of course, we're going to have a few things that are um, on the show that are going to help you again, like I've said five million times, and I'm going to drill it in your head. I'm here to help you to CYA, cover your ass, ets. So a few of the shows are going to be more specific. We're going to have a show with regards to fire. Um, And I find it funny because when you have a fire loss, what generally do you have when you have a fire loss? Hmm. Yeah. 
water loss. Why? How do they put out the fire? Yes. So you have smoke, fire, and water involved. And there's some basics that we can help you to protect you from those fires. Two, once you have a loss, to minimize your damages. And three, walk you through the claims process to some degree so that you feel comfortable in working with your carrier. Some other shows that we're going to be sponsoring uh, will be fraud. Why? I have some great, great investigators out there. And I truly believe working together with other colleagues, sharing stories, sharing information, it's the way to help keep our industry strong and to do the best that we can for our insureds and our carriers. So in doing that, um, I have a few different people that I'll be bringing on that can explain what it's like to be an investigator, someone who specializes in SIU, doing field work and desk work. So that'll give you a feel for some shows. I do have a an email that you can reach me at, at C-Y-A with Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A, at Yahoo. Tell me a little bit more about what you would like to see on the show, what you would like to hear, uh, questions that you may have, and I'm happy to answer them. Now, in going through that, a few different tips I like to give each time that I have a show. Um, the tip for today, I'm going to throw in one of them today, especially since we have the good old holiday season coming along, which I'd be remiss if I didn't say this, people. Um, do you have a tree, a Christmas tree? Sure you do. Did you buy a real one? Probably. Um, if you're like me, I bought a real one, oh, I think ooh, 20 years ago, my first real one. Um, I put that thing up, and, and at the time I had a kitty cat. After it destroyed it several times, and we put it back up several times, and even though we watered it, I found so many pine needles throughout the entire apartment. I swore I would never in my life have another real Christmas tree again, and I didn't. But having said that, I can appreciate them. I can enjoy them. But please, people, please turn your lights off at night. Please be sure that there is plenty of water in the tree. Want to know a common thing I hear from people? Well, gee, I didn't, I I just filled up my water last night. I don't understand what happened. What's the first question? Do you have a dog? Well, yeah, but he has his own water dish. Guess what? Doesn't matter. The dogs will drink the water. So whatever you do in putting up your Christmas tree this year, people, Make sure your tree stays watered. Let's prevent some fires out there. Now, along with that, my other little tip for the day. I am a scrapbooker. Yes, those people that keep every little thing that their kids drew and and pictures and moments, that is me. But in doing this um, fantastic career, I have learned to appreciate that more than you know. And I cannot tell you how many times that I have had a loss whether it be fire or water, and yes, you can have a separate loss of water without fire, and it will damage these lovely scrapbooks that we've made. But not just the scrapbooks. You're losing the memories. God forbid you have a disaster to your house, um, a fire, and everything is gone. Guess what? As long as everybody is safe and healthy, that's the primary. From there, guess what? The purple couch... Yeah, you really didn't like it anyway and wanted to go with blue. So we're going to replace it. But there's one thing that can never be replaced. Not only family, but memories. 
So, I want to give everyone a helpful tip and, and a shopping tip for you for this Christmas, this holiday. If you go out there and um, everyone has the negatives. If you recall, well, I'm a little older and we're not going to tell how old, but a little bit older. I do have negatives because before we all went to digital and had these cool Android cameras and the cloud, this is what we relied on were negatives. And we also have a lot of important things that, you know, some of us don't want to put stuff in the cloud and we like to back things up on thumb drives. Well, if you take those negatives and those thumb drives, you need to get a fireproof safe. This is a great Christmas present for anybody um, it, to store all of their papers, especially, what? Yes, their insurance policy. Get that stored in there. But when you purchase the fireproof safe for somebody, very important to read the outside of the box they actually give you fire ratings. Some will say to a certain temperature. Someone will say to another temperature. And you want to watch these because you could be buying a fireproof safe that's not really rated at a high level. Because it's not rated at a high level, you could put negatives in there and they still may melt. So a great Christmas gift for somebody this year is a fireproof safe. Um, have them store everything in there and it's going to more than make their day, God forbid, should they ever need it. Now, having said that, we do have my guest coming in today, my cohort, Donna Carpenter. And yes, I do call her my cohort. I I have known Donna for um, 17 years. I actually started my insurance career under her. She trained me. She was my supervisor. And more than entertaining, and I recently came back from Florida where she is currently residing, working cat duty. So, without a doubt, this should be an entertaining segment for you to get a feel for really what Rhonda is like, and that this show will not be dull and boring, I promise. But Donna will be joining us. She's going to tell us, we're hoping she'll join us, and I'm sure she will, as she gets herself pulled away from her desk Because I promise you, she is down there as we speak, booking, helping people, um, trying to get them put back to where they need to be after good old Hurricane Irma. Now, when she comes back, no pressure, people. No pressure. We'll let Donna tell her scoop and how it is and tell you about the life of a cat adjuster down there a little bit. And then that may give you a feel for getting into the industry on that side as well. Look forward to chatting with you here soon. And please stay tuned as we work into our next segment with Donna and what life is like as a cat adjuster. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. 
We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading Conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to CYA with Rhonda. To reach Rhonda Lukey or her guest today, you're welcome to call in to the live program at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Want to drop us an email instead? Send it to CYA with Rhonda at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to CYA with Rhonda. I'm Rhonda and I have my guest on here, Donna Carpenter. Hello, Donna. Hello, everyone. Hi, Hi, everyone. Hi. Let me give you a little bit about Donna. Donna was born in Marin County, California, and she was raised outside of Chicago in Crown Point, Indiana. She earned her bachelorette degree specializing in sociology from the Indiana University in Bloomington. She entered the insurance industry, like all of us insane people, in 1990. And this was shortly after hearing her husband's stories over the dinner table. He enthused her into this. Donna then worked at Aetna Life and Casualty. They were later bought out by Travelers Insurance out of Chicago, Illinois. And there she started her casualty rep handling and auto claims. She handled medical payments and bodily injury. Donna being as good as she is, she eventually specialized in attorney-represented bodily injury claims. During the time that Donna was there, she earned her AIC degree from the Insurance Institute of America. And in her last few years that she was there, she was a corporate trainer focusing on topics such as time management, dispute resolution, and customer service. Donna took a short break while she had her kids and took her out of the active workforce and insurance. But in 1999, she came back where she spent the rest of her career with Erie Insurance Group out of Columbus, Ohio. There, she began as a multi-line adjuster. She handled both property and casualty claims. And back in the day then, when industries were starting to specialize either to the property side or casualty, Donna found that her love was for property. She adjusted claims in the field 
and she completed her Veiltech certification. In 2005, Donna was promoted to a property supervisor. And on a personal note, my property supervisor, which I adored and loved. (laughs) Great. She helped me out so much. And she continued to work in the field, supervising, coaching, performing reinspections, file audits, employee evaluations, management reports, Q&A compliance. And then Donna thought, you know, this is pretty fun. Donna dabbled into flipping houses, learning from things. Then Donna lived the dream. What did she do? You left me, didn't you, lady? Where did you go? I did. I left you. Jamaica. Yes. Packed up and moved to Jamaica. Yep. She retired and left us all, but I mean, I can't really fault you. I'm, who didn't want to pack up and leave to Jamaica? <laughs> I mean, you know, really? She, yeah. So she opened her own business. And then um, here recently, you know, as I said, we're in Hurricane Hell 2012. I decided to suck her back in. I said, Donna. You're so good at this. The industry needs you. Come on back as an independent. Come on. And Donna, what did you say? Okay, if I must. <laughs> and that was about how she said it, too, just so you know. It was not, oh, okay, sure. It was, uh, okay. And let me tell you, um, she's located right now down in Clearwater, Florida. And tell me, Donna, have we had a ride on this or what? <laughs> It's been like two months and we've had quite a ride. Uh, yeah, I, I think we have yeah. more stories in the last two months than we have in the last uh, 10 years, I think. Um, <laughs> little unique. What's one of your favorite thoughts? Yeah, I like to put you on the spot. Why not? I'm here on the radio on the spot. Sure, let's throw you in too. What's one of your sure, favorite moments in the last couple months? In the last couple months? Um, Oh, I would say continuing to pack up and move. Every time we think, okay, we got a spot, let's just pack up and move because that's mm-hmm. what that's what IAs apparently do is pack up and move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Independent and I, adjusting is an interesting world. It is. It is. Because in and we've learned this uh here recently, independent adjusting is on a whim, if you will. You're contracted into these carriers and your job could last a week. Three months, a year, you don't know. Um, and when you come down to these, and, and I know you came up to meet me there, I was dumb enough. Um, I wasn't thinking it all the way through. I saw Irma coming in. I get a call and say, hey, we need you for cat. What does Rhonda do? Everyone's evacuating Florida. What am I doing? I'm driving right in. <laughs> right in. Uh-huh. Wasn't yeah. the smartest thing. Yeah. And from there, you know, it's yeah. like, okay, well, let's get a hotel because, you know, not all the hotels were already booked with people who didn't have a house. So, you know, I thought that was fun. And then I called Donna and said, Donna, come up here. Come visit. Please come get sucked back into this. And Donna rescued me. And we, uh, how many different hotels did we hit? What I don't even know what we um, hit. I think I hit three at least. I don't know how many you hit. Yeah, it was, you know, every day, you're, and, and truly your shifts are, they vary. Um, I was on a 12-hour days, seven days a week. Um, Donna's, I think, was a tad bit less. I think real close, but you got, what, Sundays off? Yeah, yeah, I, I have uh, 10 or 12-hour days and then Sundays off. So that's, yeah, yeah. I couldn't do 12, 12, to, so, 12 by 7. No way. Well, I'm not saying I did it. I'm just saying I, I existed. I'm not saying <laughs> You were there to help me when it was like, okay, it's time to move from this hotel to this hotel. So if nothing else, people want to get, give you a feel of, of an independent adjuster, these people that are working these catastrophe claims for you, they really are 
more than working hard. We are out there. Um, this is our life. It becomes our life for a while. So be patient with us. We're there to help you. And that's what we do. And yeah, we throw in a little bit of insanity with it. All right. Yeah, I think probably one of the most um, rewarding things is when you do finally get to the 1,200th person and they've been waiting and waiting for help. And then you finally get to them. It's that's that's why we're here because they're so appreciative of finally, you know, being the next one in line to get help. So it's it's really rewarding to be able to get these people on the road to recovery. And I think that's what you excel at. I mean, there's two things about Donna. Um, for those of you who've never had the pleasure of working with her, the biggest thing she excels in are time management and customer service. She. Donna is the bomb. I know the carrier that she went with. She walked in. Donna, would you like to tell them what you asked them the first day you were there? Well, let me give them the background. Can I give them the background? Please give them the story of this. Oh, please, please, please (laughs) tell them the story of how our life evolved down there, please. Well, it, uh, it just when I came up and decided to go ahead back into insurance, I didn't want all the responsibility of the heavy job that I left. I retired from insurance for a reason. It was, you know, a lot of responsibility, a big heavy job. And I decided to come back just saying, I'm going to just play this easy. I'm going to do this the easy road. I'm just going to mm-hmm. handle claims. I'm going to settle them. I'm going to close them and I'm going to walk mm-hmm. away, which basically in insurance world means I'm just going to walk in and not let them know that I, other than the managers have my, my resume, but not let them know what I know. I'm just going to be in a desk adjuster, just mm-hmm. a desk adjuster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we, and- I was in day one of training and we were going through the computer system of, you know, how to use their system. And I asked them what their PIS count was. And Rhonda will never ever, ever no, let I me live that you. down because you. a basic normal adjuster oh. does not know what a PIS count is. And what a PIS count is, is your policy is enforced, meaning what is your exposure here in Florida where we're handling these claims? Mm-hmm. What is your exposure? So how many potential claims do you have? And that will know, then you'll know whether I have 5,000 claims to handle or 50,000 claims oh. to handle. And apparently that's not something that just, Basic desk adjuster would ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your PIF count is, uh, yeah, that's not, and I even told you that morning before you left, Donna, you don't want the responsibility, you're just here to do your claims, just sit there and handle what they give you. The first words out of her mouth, people, I cannot even tell you when I came home, she went, Rhonda, asked him what the PIF count was, and that was it, that was it. We, I think yeah. we opened a bottle well, of wine. I have a lot of responsibility now. I'm still a desk adjuster, mm-hmm. but I have a lot more responsibility. Oh, yeah. yeah, it went from how they got the idea. Things. I knew what I was talking about. Yep. I think you. I don't you handle the supplemental unit where you're at right now. Yeah, I'm in what they For, call down here resolution, and yeah, yeah. So now you're back in. I the get gig. all the problem children. Mm-hmm. But now, having said that, having said that, and, and people, this is part of me doing this show, is I want to get people encouraged into this business. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a headache. But Donna, come on. You're loving the moment, aren't you? You're I loving do. The I really like being back in it. Yeah, it, it really is. I'm, you know, I got into the office at 7 o'clock in the morning yesterday, which is a 5.30 wake up. And I walked back into where I'm staying now in at. Oh, near to 8 o'clock, just enough to 
you know, make, make my lunch for the next day, clean my dishes of today, you know, do whatever I need to do around my place and then pretty much just go to bed. And the day just flies by. It's, it really is enjoyable. It's rewarding. The people here, we're all in the same boat. We're all in this together. We're in the trenches digging through the mud together. So everybody's, you know, got a real team spirit. And, yeah, it's, it's nice. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's something we wouldn't trade, but it does take a certain personality to be in claims. That's for sure. It's, you know, I don't know if that requires like, you know, a, a borderline insanity, psychotic manner. I don't know. It helps at times, yeah. but yes. Um, but so Donna's down here handling these lovely claims for Hurricane Irma because, you know, nobody turned in a Hurricane Irma claim. Um, yeah. So Donna. Talk to me. There's a couple yes. things I'd like to hit on for everybody here. Um, two big issues that come with a hurricane are what? Flood and wind. Talk to me. What do you see on uh, people who call in they have flood damage? What are you seeing? Uh, we're seeing wise? a lot of, um, obviously, wall, drywall damage. As far as you mean, what kind of damages am I seeing, or are we talking coverages? Well, let's, let's talk both. Let's talk damage and coverage. What are we looking okay, at? let's talk. Damage first, we're seeing a lot of drywall damage. Obviously, we're seeing a lot of roof damage, um, which then allows, you know, water to enter into the home. Drywall damage, uh, flooring damage, lots of carpeting we're replacing. Down here in Florida, um, not so much carpeting, but tile. The water's getting underneath that tile and popping it up, uh, bubbling it up. So we're just seeing a lot of that basic stuff. We um, we also have a unique experience in Florida in that we have a lot of snowbirds that aren't weren't necessarily in their homes when this occurred and we had a lot of evacuation and so we've got a lot of mold issues coming into play down here right now oh yeah i can imagine we're without power for a long time and they were shut up you know closed tight and the moisture level and humidity level rose and now we have a lot of mold issues so that's basically what we're seeing well, let's talk about a couple things on coverage then while we're talking about that. We we have a hurricane, and, okay, we have the two different things. We have flood. Okay, that's, that's pretty obvious to everybody, but sometimes may not seem so obvious because sometimes people think of flood as, you know, five feet of water up to the door of the house and went through the house. Flood can also mean, guess what, that two inches of water that seeped in your front porch under your door and into your house, that's considered flood. A lot of these policies, they don't cover them unless, and I think you may have had some of them, I'm not sure, uh, policies are specific flood policies. But a basic homeowner's policy or business owner's policy does not cover flood. These are special policies that you have to have. Um, but one one thing you mentioned that, that really struck me was the, uh, you know, you have this heavy wind blowing enormous amounts of rain. So what do we get? Wind-driven rain. Wind-driven rain, yep. Talk to me, Donna. Covered or not covered? <clears throat> not covered. Um, if that's all you've got in your house is wind-driven rain, uh, kind of one of the most uh, nor- um, common experiences that we're having is condominiums, these high-rise condominiums, especially down in the Miami area, because as we all know, Hurricane Irma struck the entire state of Florida. And oh, on yeah. the coastal areas, we have these high-rise condominiums, and we're having this wind-driven rain that just came through window sills, door sills. It just it just came in your home, but um, there's no what we in insurance call a storm-created opening. 
if the winds did not create a storm-created opening, in other words, tear some pieces of your roof off, break a window, a tree fell and, you know, smashed into the side of your house, if we don't have anything like that, wind-driven rain is not covered. Now, having said that, I had some policies where I was working that they actually did. And this is something, too, I want to stress to everybody. Every policy is different. Every policy is yeah, different. Sure. Um, the majority of them aren't going to cover it. There are a lot of them that will cover it. It's something yeah. you're going to have to look in your policy. Sometimes covered, sometimes yeah, we have it's this not. Wind covered. We have a wind-only policy down here that, that could cover it. You're right. Okay. But, I mean, and, and it is. And, and that's something throughout the series of this show, uh, people, I can't stress enough. I can't guarantee whether or not you have coverage. I'm not an attorney. If I was an attorney, do you think I'd be doing this show? No. <laughs> I'd be doing something else psychotic. But anyway, um, the you know, as far as what um, is covered and not, can't guarantee it. But I can tell you where to look for in your policy and get a feel for it. And, you know, here's Donna at one carrier where they don't cover it here. I'm at another carrier where half the time it is, half the time it's not. Um, but just because you have wind-driven rain does not necessarily mean you have damage to the exterior. Agreed? What do you think, Donna? If you have it to the That's, exterior, yep. not necessarily there. I mean, it can yep, come in and exactly. it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you need a new roof. Hence, wind-driven rain. Self-seal shingles. Right. They seal back down, provided they're not wind-damaged. So, right. um, different things to talk about there. But one of our favorites, I think, when uh, we were down there, that we got to experience, Donna, um, and you're still living the dream, deductibles. <laughs> a hurricane <Yeah>. deductible. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, yep. So, I, I think when we come back from break, people, we're going to tell you as far as, w- you know, should you turn in a claim? Should you not turn in a claim? What do you want to know before turning in a claim? If you do turn in a claim, what you can expect? And definitely, we want to talk about some things such as RCV, depreciation, ACV. We'll give you a little bit more information about that. Donna, you're going to come back yep. and join us? Yes? Yep, I'm staying here. Okay. Um, one little tidbit before we go, though. i got to ask. How many claims have you closed this morning, Donna? <laughs> Three this morning already. I knew it. That's my woman. Donna is, without a <laughs> doubt, efficient, time management, and customer service oriented. Uh, the state of Florida is very, very lucky to have her down there working these cat claims. More than you know, people. More than you know. And her interest is always to look out for the insured, to give them the best coverage mm-hmm. possible, the benefit of the doubt. We got to love her. All right, folks. Please join us when we come back. We'll get into some more detail about these hurricane claims and hopefully get you on your way. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to CYA with Rhonda. To reach Rhonda Lukey or her guest today, you're welcome to call in to the live program at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Want to drop us an email instead? Send it to CYA with Rhonda at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, I, I was talking with Donna here while we were on break, and she was telling me about her Jeep that she had to put in the shop. So I, I have to share this cute little thing. Donna, you recently bought a Jeep, didn't you? Yes, and I came back up to the U.S. to do this. I don't have a car here in the U.S., so I had to get some wheels to get myself back and forth to work, yes. Yeah, and, and, and what do we decide to name the Jeep? Because everyone names their vehicles, let's be honest. What do we name the Jeep? <laughs> Her name is Irma. Irma. <laughs> Irma is staying for Irma. her, and so Irma is her name. <laughs> and and uh, not surprisingly, she's giving me a bit of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Way too appropriate. She's coming back for that supplemental. Is that it? You, you bought yes, her. Yes, she needs some resolution. Exactly. Yes, there you go. Some resolution to her. <laughs> That's how to do it. All right. Well, Donna, what I'd like to do on this part is um, I know before I left and uh, finished my cat duty and headed up here, I was sitting across from Cubicle, the wonderful name, Jim. Jim is just wonderful in taking new claims in. And yes, as I left uh, earlier this week, end of last week, we were still getting new claims. Um, Talk to me. People turning in claims now, what do you want to tell them before they turn in a claim? What are Um, your thoughts? Well, first of all, um, there's a couple of instances going on right now. We have what you kind of alluded to before break was this deductible situation. Um, people have pretty high hurricane deductibles, and I'm sure that you'll get into explaining why and what, and what that means. Um, but a lot of people, you know, are, are waiting to turn in claims because they're not sure that it's going to reach their deductible, which is very smart especially since this hurricane hit at the end of the year and there was no real projected further hurricanes because, 
you kind of need to explain about the hurricane deductible being a yearly deductible. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is the duty, one, one of the biggest issues is with turning in a claim right now is your duty to mitigate. Again, we're looking at a lot of mold situation, and if you knew that your area was hit by this hurricane and you did nothing to mitigate your damages, you may have some coverage issues. Right. And you so, were talking about these snowbirds who haven't been down. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure you're running into some of them who really don't even have a property manager or somebody checking on the house. Right. Yeah. And we're expecting after the holidays, after Christmas, that probably in January we'll have a flood of new claims again, no pun intended, um, uh-huh. because the, some of the snowbirds who don't come down just when it's cold but come after holidays, um, you know, I'm sure we're going to get a surge of new claims at that point as well. So flood and surge. Are you trying to kill us here? Are you really? <laughs> Hurricane claims, yes, because yes, we haven't heard those yeah. terms enough lately. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, and, and the issue there, and like Donna said, is the mold. Yeah, you're going to have mold at this point if it hasn't been properly dried out. But what did you do to mitigate your damages? Under your policy, you're required to mitigate your damages. And if you've done nothing, let it sit and you've come down, the insurance carrier has a right to say, hey, under the duties of your policy, you were required mm-hmm. to mitigate your damages. Now, what, what do you get for a field down there in Florida? Um, because I, I was out of there prior to getting these snowbirds coming in. I only had a touch of them. How do you think uh, Florida is going to perceive that as far as the carriers? Do you think they're going to be lenient on the snowbirds saying, oh, no problem? Or how do you think that's going to yeah, fly? I, I think um, because... Florida is a pretty litigious state, and um, it's pretty heavily um, leans towards policyholders. I think that uh, we are being a pretty lenient, but, you know, there are some, every case is individual, and we have to really look at it. Um, but it's, it's not a situation where I'm seeing just flat-out denials based on duty to mitigate. <clears throat> but it is something to keep in mind. It definitely is something to keep in mind. Um, if you, if a listener hasn't done anything yet and they're just waiting to come back and see how things go, um, I would recommend that you do something sooner than later. Good idea. Good idea. Because it may, unfortunately, it may already be too late for some. And again, it's something they'll right. find out coverage through their carrier. Um, and there's always sometimes extenuating circumstances. You never know. But let's talk about, for kicks and giggles, Don, I want you to walk me through. RCV, depreciation, ACV. Explain what those are and what <laughs> a hurricane deductible is and why do we not see any money? Okay, so um, first of all, RCV stands for replacement cost value, and most of the policies that we see do have replacement cost guarantee on your dwelling. And a dwelling can be just defined as anything you would not take with you if you moved your walls, your roof, your structure, toilets, anything is um, t- floors, walls, all of that is your dwelling. Um, those are covered at replacement cost value. Now, most policies will have, will take depreciation off of the estimate of damages, and then once the damages are repaired, they will reimburse you that depreciation so that you get full de- replacement cost value. However, Because of the storm and because of the thousands of claims, most insurance carriers are not doing that. They're automatically paying you your replacement cost value up front on your dual 
average. Now, just to make life confusing, we have actual cash value, which is ACV, and that means the, um, replacement cost less depreciation. And depreciation is just age. How old is your item? 99.99999% of these houses are not brand new. They have some age to them. Well, I can't take... Um, that That is your um, other structures coverage, such as your fences, if you have sheds that are covered, uh, things like that, things that you potentially would take with you if you moved or they're outside or unattached from the dwelling. Those are other structures. Those have non-recoverable depreciation. So we're going to take that and you're not owed that back. Because at the end of the day, if you have a fence that's damaged, I cannot, and it's 20 years old, I cannot go find a I have to buy you a brand new fence. But your policy says we don't owe you for that brand new fence. We owe you for an age. Let's talk about what we have. As she was saying, you have three different areas there. Replacement cost, depreciation, and ACV, actual cash value. The way I like to explain it to my insureds is let's say that um, you bought a lovely red sweater today. You threw it in the back seat of your car and it got stolen. It was a $30 red sweater that you just bought. What did you lose? We lost a $30 red sweater. But now let's take that same red sweater and you wear it all year long. The sweater is now pink, has a couple holes in it, falling apart. And you throw it in the back seat of your um, car and you lose it. What do you lose? You don't lose a $30 red sweater. You lose a $15 garage sale sweater. That sweater is the actual cash value. So I think we got Donna back now. Um, I'm back. Yay! But Donna was explaining to us that, you know, you have the dwelling that does have depreciation. You have the other structures that has depreciation that's not recoverable. So, Donna, let me, let me ask you this. I'm going to have a claim, okay? I turned in my claim to you. We need a new roof. You've agreed I need a new roof. My new roof cost um, $12,000. <laughs> and that's the only damage I had, Donna. Mm-hmm. Well, I lied. I, I also had a shed that got blown away, completely gone. Donna, why am I not mm-hmm. seeing any money? Y- you agreed it's covered. I need a new roof and my shed's gone. How come I don't have any money? Probably because you have a high hurricane deductible. There you go. Yeah, um, hurricane deductible. The hurricane deductibles, um, actually, um, the hurricane deductibles are so high. What we were seeing is, even though we agreed, yes, Mister Insured, you need a new roof due to this loss. Here is how much it's going to be: ten thousand, twelve thousand dollars. But your deductible was fifteen thousand less than your deductible, and we were unable to issue payment to you, even if we paid it at the replacement cost up front. We still can't issue any payment because your deductible was so high. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there has been talk- some confusion mm-hmm. down here about whether it's a percentage of the loss or per- you know where that percentage what what is the two percent multiplied by? And it is the va- it is the dwelling coverage on your policy, which is basically the value of your home. It's two percent of. If you have a $500,000 home, it's 2% of that 500000 Even if your claim is only $12,000, it's, it's not 2% of that twelve. It's 2% of the 500000 
And you're absolutely right. That was what I was walking into with a lot of the insureds. They they were multiplying 2% times the $10,000 roof when that isn't the case. Right. It's across right. the board of your coverage A or your dwelling, if you will. Right. Um, and keep in mind, too, although it's not applicable to Irma because thank heavens we're almost finished with a year. But this mm-hmm. hurricane deductible endorsement is a yearly de- endorsement. So if we have more than one hurricane in a year, that basic deductible applies to every hurricane. So if you have a $5,000 hurricane deductible and we have one hurricane and you use up the whole five, if heaven forbid the second hurricane came through, you don't have another deductible applied. So earlier in the show, you were mentioning how should I turn in a claim? Well, a lot of people did turn in a claim, even though knowing it was under their deductible because they were afraid another hurricane was coming through because we had such a heavy year of storms. Exactly, exactly. And unfortunately, I think you found out that, um, as well as I did in working some of these claims, even though they may have wind coverage, they didn't have coverage for flood. Um, Some of them may have had coverage for flood, but not for wind. I do want everybody out there to know, um, you may not see FEMA as a ground presence at the moment, but they are still out there. If you need help with your claim, you have been denied coverage, you don't have enough coverage, whatever it may be, please, I stress, please reach out to FEMA. FEMA is also known Mm -hmm. as the Federal Emergency Management Agency, and you can reach them at one 800 621-FEMA or 1-800-621-3362. You can also, for the hearing impaired, dial 1-800-462-7585. Donna, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. Hopefully you're going to come back and uh, tell them a little bit about our more chaotic times and claims. Because I'm pretty sure we have... Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. No, thank you more than you know. And again, I I think we're going to be able to come up with a little bit more entertaining stories for these folks. However educating, they will be entertaining. I promise. And please, everyone, um, I'm working on my Facebook page to get everything up and running to hopefully put some articles on there for you, some tips and tricks and things to look for. Again, feel free to email me at cyawithronda at yahoo.com with any questions, Um, any shows you would like to hear about, thoughts, I'm happy to post stuff on the Facebook page, happy to put them on the um, show and and definitely uh, provide you some entertainment because I'm not going to lie to you. And and Donna laughed when when we were talking about this. I said, hey, yeah, I think I'll do a show about insurance because, you know, who wouldn't want to tune into that? You know, the excitement there. Um, But Donna, Donna can provide some entertainment with us, and I think Donna, you have a couple cohorts of ours that you had mentioned that will probably ring in to uh, being guest on the show because, yeah, claims is never dull, never dull. Um, and from there, thank you very much for listening. I look forward to having you back next week at 9 a.m. Eastern Central Time, 6 a.m. Pacific. Thanks so much for joining, everyone. Thank you for tuning in this week for CYA with Rhonda. Please join your host, Rhonda Lukey, again next Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time as we talk insurance again on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we talk again... 
Stay safe.